This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hey there, it's Kate, and this is the How to Be a Better Person podcast. This week, we're talking about communications in the time of corona, because everyone is so frazzled and there are so many things to disagree on, it's harder than ever to have productive conversations. So this week, we're looking at ways to make all kinds of conversations clearer and hopefully better so that we don't have to add misunderstandings and miscommunications to the things we have to worry about. Today's topic is how to deal with haters, and I'm interviewing Harriet Marsden, a British journalist and author who contributed eight chapters to The Feminist Book by DK Publishing, and has a book of her own called Don't Lose Your Head, coming out in early 2021. Harriet often writes long-form pieces on feminism and issues that affect women, and as such, she is used to dealing with haters because, you know, women being seen as equal to men is so controversial. As evidence, an anonymous reader sent Harriet a copy of my book, How to Be a Better Person, with a very passive-aggressive note, and Harriet had the good humor to snap a pic and post it on Twitter, which, fun fact, is how we are connected. (laughs) Harriet, it's great to have you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we got connected in this way. (laughs) Me too, me too. First, can you tell me what you first thought when you saw that package from Amazon on your stoop and then what you thought when you opened up the package? This is just so funny (laughs) to me that I need details. (laughs) Well, at first I thought, oh good, my book. I wasn't sure which book because I order a lot of books off Amazon, (laughs) probably more than I should. But but then I opened it and um, I knew straight away I hadn't ordered it. So at first I just assumed it was uh, maybe a review copy or a marketing push or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then I saw the note, which said, just take a minute and think from <laughs> you know who. <laughs> and so I thought, what? Someone has paid a tenor just to passive aggressively insult me and give me a free book? That's hilarious. <laughs> and then you posted, you took a picture and you posted it on Twitter. I'm so glad you tagged me because... <laughs> It made my day. It was just so hilarious. (laughs) But it was so ironic because this person had obviously set out to insult me and gone to a considerable amount of effort to do so. But I got a free book. (laughs) (laughs) And then I also love how you you said something that I actually want to put on the cover should the book go into a second printing, which was, I actually really like this book, Best Insult Ever. Well, that's the thing, because even though it was meant as a big passive aggressive dig, I've actually really enjoyed it. 
<laughs> yes, that is what we're after. <laughs> I mean, uh, with that kind of a title, like, you know, it's, it's got to be a very particular type of person <laughs> or a very specific type of situation. And that if you, um, yeah, it's not necessarily that giftable, except maybe at college graduation. I don't know. But anyway, I love that it came in kind of looking like a, a slap in the face and it ended up feeling hopefully a little bit more like at least a pat on the back or a hug, maybe not from the passive aggressive person, but between you and me energetically. <laughs> so clearly I wrote a book called how to be a better person and I want the world to be a better place and for people to get along. I, you know, I'm also like super conflict averse and can take it hard when people display their baser natures, you know, like by reading the mean comments that people leave, for example, it just super takes it out of me. What's your advice for me and people like me to get more comfortable in taking more of a stand and dealing with any pushback that we're going to get invariably because that's just the world we live in these days? Yeah, I mean, here's how it is. If someone fires off a mean comment or leaves a horrible review or engages in trolling or doxing or ad hominem arguments, they're not engaging in good faith. They've already lost the argument. So why should you care what they think? In my opinion, you should, um, we should all save our energy for engaging with people whose opinions we do care about, people who may well have very good reason to disagree with our stands. And at the end of the day, there's only so much time and energy you can give to that. So give it to those who deserve it. And that's the opinions of your friends, your family, your colleagues, your loved one. It's not the opinions of random angry fools online. <laughs> right. So what do you do? I mean, do you, I mean, literally, do you block them? Do you just no. ignore? No, I never, ever, ever block them because that is a reaction. They're looking for a reaction quite a lot of the time. The mm -hmm. mute button, God bless the mute button. <laughs> um, but I root myself in reality. So if these are people just AJ 47 or whoever online, like mm -hmm. I'm not going to care what that person is saying. I'll then go talk to my family and my friends and say, okay, what did you think of this, the thing that I wrote? And how do you think that I could improve this stand? And what do you think could be an opposite stance? Right. So it sounds like there's a difference between unsolicited opinion and constructive feedback. Yeah, absolutely. If somebody has le left a reply on one of my articles being like, you didn't really quite hit this point, this was scientifically inaccurate, maybe this wasn't quite what you meant. I find that really helpful. I genuinely do. I, I like constructive criticism in that way. But if someone's just going to log on and say, oh, you're a feminazi cancer on society, then... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is online, but what about in real life? I don't know. Is there any difference in your strategy here? Like if you stumble into some kind of heated conversation with somebody, whether, it, you know, about some opinion that you hold, whether it's something that you wrote or not, like, do you, have, yeah. what's your state? I would definitely say in real life, I really love to debate. I love good faith, intellectually stimulating debate with people from all sorts of stances. I enjoy it as long as everybody stays on the same respectful plane and it's all pleasant, you can learn a lot from it. Uh, but in, in terms of getting trolled in real life, like harassed on the street or something, I find that a lot harder to deal with because it's much more threatening, isn't it? But mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, anyone who hides behind a keyboard isn't a threat. Right. Okay. Switching gears a little bit, you've got a very cool sounding book coming out in early 2021 that's totally up my alley. It's a blend of history and a little bit of self-help. Can you tell us about it? Yes, I'm so excited about it. It's called Don't Lose Your Head. And it's the story of all the six wives of Henry VIII. 
and what we can learn from all of them. So each wife tells their story and that gives advice on how they would have survived or how, how they managed a husband like Henry VIII then <laughs> with a bit of kind of trivia and general history and what we as modern feminists can take from their story and kind of reimagine their story as well because for so many hundreds of years it was just told through the lens of being a wife. Mm. Oh, it sounds so good. What do you think one of these six women or multiple of them would have to say about how to deal with haters? <laughs> well, Catherine of Aragon, that's the first wife. So she was the moral pioneer. She wouldn't have gone down without a fight, but she would have been righteous and just. Anne Boleyn would have brought the fire. She would have doxed them the hell back until they wish <laughs> they'd never messed with her. Jane Seymour, mm, she's an interesting one. She would have played sweetness in life, but I bet she'd have reported them. She was kind of a snitch, mm. uh, a little bit passive aggressive in her own way. Catherine Howard, that was the teenager. She would have cried and made a big fuss and probably eventually used it to her advantage, making herself seem like a more attractive, beleaguered victim. And um, Catherine Parr, that's the last wife, she would have used it for sure as a teaching moment. She was very sensible and scholarly. She would have been like, ah, see, this is how younger women can learn to deal with the same thing. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to read your book. And for folks who want to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, I'm always on Twitter, generally muting haters. So <laughs> yeah, come and say hello. I'm at Harriet One Marsden, one like the number. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank Harriet. you for having me. It's been a real pleasure. And I'll send you a copy of my book, but not with a passive aggressive note. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I look forward to it. And I will snap a picture of it and post it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there, it's back to Kate again. And I love how Harriet was saying that she loves to debate people or to hear from people or to get pushback from people even that she can tell her coming at her in good faith. And I think that's a really important barometer to check in with yourself about when somebody's giving you some feedback or saying something to you that doesn't feel good. You can ask yourself, is this coming in good faith or not? And if it is, listen. And if it isn't, move on. That's your tiny assignment for today is to literally press the mute button on anybody who's coming at you and saying something that just is not in good faith and is only meant to tear you down. Now on Twitter, that's easy because there is an actual mute button <laughs> on other platforms or in your real life. It might have to be sort of an imaginary mute button that you envision pressing in your mind. But it's helpful to just establish kind of a force field around yourself for the folks who are really just interested in tearing you down. All right. I hope you have a good rest of the day and I hope you'll come back tomorrow and Friday when I'm talking about a particular type of person that I want you to talk to who you probably don't want to talk to and the power of not talking. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. 
or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 